Hi, I'm Bailey. <laughs> and I'm Heather. And I'm Hunter. And this is Spookish. Welcome to part two of Creep Speak. Woohoo! Our second Creep Speak. We had so many people send in stories that we got two parts. Yeah. This yes, is, I'm so excited. This is all very exciting for us that we get to do these. It's nice to know that we have uh, people out there who listen and can like relate and enjoy the things we talk about. You're not yeah. alone out there, creeps. We're all creeps. <laughs> so, if you do have experiences and you kind of want to talk about it, but you're not feeling comfortable... You're not going to get any judgment from us. Nope, uh, nope. You can send it in anonymously, whatever. Like, we'll, we'll believe you. We appreciate 100%. it. We believe you will respect it. Yep. Absolutely. And hopefully hearing these stories might make you feel a little bit more comfortable with sharing yours if you ever feel the need to. Yep. We're always here. A listening ear. And a talking and... ear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have a voice recording here. This is from one of my brothers, Brennan. Shout out to Brennan. Woo-hoo. Hey, Brennan. Hi. We mentioned him in the Loch Ness episode, too. That's right. He said the the whale penis. He's the whale penis guy. (laughs) Yeah, he's the whale penis brother. He's a big fan. (laughs) Yeah. He's one of the good ones. Yeah. Good egg. So let's listen to his story. It was my senior year, and I had just moved into the room that Hunter was just in. So Hunter moved out, and then I took over his room. And the whole time while I was there, felt like there was something always watching me. I whenever I would go to sleep, it was like really hard for me to actually sleep because I felt like something was watching me fall asleep. And so I told my girlfriend at the time, my wife now, I told her about it. And she said that I should try to cast it out. And I had already told her that like my biggest fear in this whole freaking world is like evil spirits and demons and crap like that. And I feel like I freaking have one in my room that watches me. Or at least some type of dark energy. I don't even know if it's an evil spirit or whatever. But I got home that night and went into my room and shut it. Everyone was, like, watching TV. But I went to my room and shut the door. And I I cast it out. As soon as, soon as I stepped into the door, I could just feel darkness. Like, like as if it was, like, preparing. Like, you knew what I was going to do. Or maybe it was just my feelings. Like, I was even more scared because I was finally going to face this thing. But I I got in there, closed the door, and I could feel how heavy it was, either myself or the actual energy or spirit or whatever. So I put my arm to the square, and I freaking cast it out. And I remember being so, like, terrified to even speak. But I, I spoke as I cast it out. And when I did that, I, like, fell to my knees and started praying. And as I was praying, I heard on my nightstand, like, papers, like, like my homework that I was doing, it, like, fly off my nightstand. And it wasn't, like, it flew across the room and hit the wall or anything. It just, like, all my papers just, like, slid off my nightstand. And I opened my eyes. The fan wasn't on. The windows weren't open. It was literally just silent and quiet movement. And the freaking papers just slid off. So I freaking scared the crap out of me. And I'm like, I'm like scared to even close my eyes again to start praying. But, but I do, I close my eyes again and start praying. And I'm like, holy cow, I'm so, so, so scared. And yeah, after that, I, I went to sleep and I wish I could say that I felt like it was better. I, I think it was better, but I would just, I was just so psyched out about it. I was always still scared of, of, uh, of that. So I still didn't sleep well in that room, but I do think that it was cast out. So Brennan sent in two, but that was his first one. So Hunter, why did you curse your brother's room before he moved in? Yeah. As <laughs> yeah, soon as I moved out, this this was like maybe a day, maybe two days later, I moved out and I oh, get a real? call from Brennan and he's like, hey man, uh, when you were here, did you ever feel any kind of like weird or dark energy or oh my gosh. like a you spirit just a demon. <laughs> or anything like that and i was like no he's like oh dude and like i'm his older brother so it would have been really easy for him to just kind of like shake that off and yeah be like, oh yeah dude it was nothing yeah me either. Yeah, yeah exactly but he's like no dude like there's something here 
And I'm like, well, <laughs> uh, I did. I had just got stoic as a puppy right at right before I moved out of Snowflake. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, dude, like I didn't feel anything. And stoic didn't feel anything like he never was barking at night or at corners or anything. He was always very relaxed. Uh, with me in there the whole time so I was like you're probably all right dude say a prayer you know like try to be uplifting play some music and stuff you'll be all right and so I didn't know about any of this other than that one phone call that we had I didn't know that it got yeah you dealt with it or what that's so scary the like the papers just like flying off and the fact that he could just like feel it yep yeah anticipation I was thinking how funny it would be because you know the age-old excuse of my dog ate my homework imagine he goes to school and he's like sorry a ghost (laughs) threw my homework his teacher would be like are you kidding me (laughs) it ended up in the shredder it wasn't my fault I didn't do it the ghost put it there the ghost was pissed I threw him out of my house (laughs) Andrew left me a demon and it it took my homework it wants me to fail yeah (laughs) poor Brett I'm glad that I'm glad that his girlfriend slash now wife um gave him good advice yeah she's like like, get rid of it pray and make it go away yeah Yeah. took it seriously wow yeah sorry brennan that sucks especially like in high school like you want so hard to just like play everything cool and like let it roll up your shoulders and pretend that nothing wrong happens that i probably just would have ignored it he was probably so excited about getting a new room Yeah. exactly he's <laughs> like i don't have to share a room anymore the first heavy down he gets that he's excited for it's haunted. He's like, my own room and it's freaking haunted <laughs> yeah that sucks <laughs> that sucks uh and like that room is like right off a of main room in our house mm. and so he's like everybody was just like watch a tv so like as he was like you know fighting for his out, life the yeah. family is like feet away from him, completely oblivious to what's going <laughs> on, so making sad. it even worse. Oh gosh. It's amazing. All right. Yeah. And then this will be Brennan's second recording. Another experience that I had. Well, I didn't really have it. I heard a story while I was on my mission. I lived in California for two years. And while I was there, I got really close to this family. And <clears throat> They would have us over every Sunday, and they would invite their friend that we would teach the gospel to right after dinner. And so one day the friend couldn't come, and so we just went over there for dinner anyway. And they told us a story of when they were newlyweds. They had just bought this house, and they moved in. It was either a house or an apartment. I want to say it was a house, though. But they just moved in. And one night, not even like a week into moving in fully, they heard and saw a black lady specifically running down her their hall, screaming bloody murder, like blood chilling, absolutely just loud at the top of her lungs screaming. And then before she got to the end of the hall, she would just disappear. And this happened all the freaking time. So eventually... They didn't really want to get used to it, <laughs> so they moved out within a couple months of that, just because that was so freaking scary. It would literally happen like in the middle of the night sometimes, and it was always just the same thing on repeat, just the same lady running down the hall screaming as if she was like getting murdered. So there's this theory, I guess, and I was talking to Heather about it, so Heather knows what it's called. I can't think of what it's called at the moment, but there's this theory where a certain place will carry the energy of what's happened in the past and it will put it on repeat almost. So it'll replay that moment for whoever's there or even if there's no one there. And I can't think of what it's called, but yeah, it has to do with like the energy around the walls or in the house or whatever. And so what this young couple discovered after they moved out, they were looking it up and turns out there was actually a black lady that got murdered in their house and she was chased down the hall before she was like stabbed to death or something. So that freaking event actually happened in that house. And so that's why I'm convinced that that energy staying there theory type thing. That's why I think that that's actually real and happened because that's, and I'm sure that's happened more than once, not just this story. I haven't looked much into it, but I guarantee there's more out there of this same event. But yeah, that's those are my 
two stories. I don't, one of them isn't even about me. And the other one, not much even happened. Just some paper slid down off my nightstand. But, but yeah, I definitely think that there's another layer of energy out there that affects this world. I think, yeah, he was talking about residual haunting. I was going to say, it's also, I've heard it referred to as like a death echo. It just repeats the same scenario a, over and over. Mm-hmm. A death echo. That's a sick name. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Death echo, residual haunting. Mm-hmm. Death loop. Just like so much trauma in the moment. It just like leaves a scar on this yep. on this world. And it can't yeah. get out of that loop because it's just so awful. Man, that's it's a good one, Brandon. That's crazy. crazy. Yeah, the fact that they, happened. The fact that they saw the person like every over night and over again, running yeah. down the hall, same time. I moved to. Yep. I know they were one of the few people who were like, "Yeah, we're we out. gotta go." That's way too much of a coincidence. That's so scary. <laughs> yeah. He said that they discovered that really early on, and then they moved like a month later. Is that what he said? Yeah, he said like a couple months. He's like, like they didn't, they didn't want to get used to it. Yeah. Yep. It's <laughs> <laughs> like same. They didn't want to. The thing is, it. it was probably their first house too. What a terrible that's first yeah, experience. My Atlanta. Uh, okay. Um. Thanks, Brennan. Thanks for telling those stories. I don't think you need to like minimize your first one because that's really scary that's too. Terrifying. Like, even though just some papers fell off, it's really scary. Yeah. <laughs> that would make me cry. <laughs> yeah, I would. That's, yeah, for sure. That's cry. the thing. It's it's like a dream where you can't really explain why it was scary or why it was awesome. You because you know it was there were so many emotions all at once. Yeah, you were the yes. only one that experienced it. You just it's, feel it's it. The yeah, the you wouldn't get it. Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't. You weren't there. Um, our next story is from my friend Katie. And hi, Katie. Thanks for writing hi, in. Shout out. All right. So Katie said, "Hi. I'll let you fill in where where you need extra razzle dazzle. <laughs> I'm not good with stories. <laughs> Disclaimer: We do not fill in extra razzle dazzle. Right. Yeah. We'll make jokes this here. Is exactly there, what you guys. All say the writing is yours. Yeah, we're and not her... here to add the fluff. We'll add jokes yeah. and stupid comments, but. No, but you're the author. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She said she's not good with stories, but actually, her story is really good. Um, so let's get into it. Woo. She says, So I grew up in two different houses, sort of. My grandparents bought five acres and split one and a half of it with my dad. So I lived with my grandparents because they were the ones who would actually take care of me. My dad didn't care about his kids unless we came with child support. Mm. I'm glad your grandparents are cool. Yeah, I would say two to three times a week, I would go up to his house to have dinner with him. I always made sure to try and get back down to my grandparents before dark. There is some open area between the two houses. It was that space between the the two houses that always fell off to me after dark. The weird thing about the whole thing is I would feel fine on my dad's side of the property, and I would feel fine the second I jumped into the horse pens on the other side. But the ground in between, I felt a huge heaviness. I always had to sprint. Mm. If I didn't sprint, something was going to happen to me. Grab me, eat me, something. It's not uncommon around our area, but I would always find broken pottery from Native Americans that were here before us. But it was only in that gap of area that I felt the darkness. I don't know how to explain it. It literally makes my skin crawl. And I get so scared. Every now and then at night, I would feel a presence at my grandparents. The best I can explain it is a little weird. But you know the werewolves from Harry Potter? Like those. But on steroids. Tall, slender build, black, longer drawn out faces though. Pointy ears, but like a human and not those fairy type of ears. Mm. This was different. I would feel it looking in my windows and I would have to hide under my blankets, barely breathing till it decided to go away. Oh, that's so scary. Whenever I would feel it, I always pictured it bending over to look in. So I knew it was tall. I never saw it clearly. I always just assumed it was my imagination running wild. But I felt so much terror when I felt it. After high school, I moved away and never once felt that same type of fear at night. Five years later, I moved home to my dad's place after he gave it to me. Wow. All that fear came back one night as I was unloading some of the stuff I brought. I hadn't even thought of it in so long, but here it is again. So I have some something dark hanging out around my property, watching me, seeing what I'm going to do, see if I'll cross that fence line. Some days are good and some aren't. Some nights I can go outside and not be scared, and others I'm running back inside with my skin itching from being watched. Mm. Nothing bad has ever happened, but I'm not about to find Smart. out. Smart. 
my gosh. The last month of my pregnancy, we had so many birds just chirping all day and all night. I hardly got any sleep because of that. I swore to my husband I was going to go out there and shoot every bird I saw with our pellet gun. It was that bad. Our puppy at the time had gotten sick with Parvo, and he eventually passed from that. But it was so late in the day, we couldn't bury him properly. So my husband took him over that dang fence and set him behind some junk stoves that my grandpa accumulated. Just until the morning when we could get a hole dug. The coyotes were bad, and we were afraid that they would come over our, our property to get him. Looking back, I don't know why we were so worried about that. We've never had a coyote on our property. The fence doesn't even have any holes that they can fit. But my husband warned me that he may get dragged off by the coyotes, so if he wasn't there in the morning, not to be too upset. He would occasionally go and look out the window to see where we put him to see if he was still there. At one point, though, he said he got up to check because something told him he needed to he saw our puppy milo sitting by the stove oh my gosh looking oh my gosh i'm sorry i got chills (laughs) (laughs) he knew it was him because there was the bullet hole he'd put there to put him out of his misery (gasps) oh my Uh -uh. gosh they sat there staring at each other then i guess my husband blinked and he was gone that night there was not a peep from the birds or anything it was so quiet that night ear ringing quiet the next night, it was back to the loud chirping constantly. The darkness is still here, but I do think that night we ended up unknowingly offering it something. <gasps> oh my oh. gosh. <laughs> That's. Oh. oh my. I have full body chills. Holy and crap. Offering. We ended up offering Isn't that something. Good? The fact that she sent in the story and she's like, it's not made up. I was like, I believe you. I believe that it's not That's made up. That's so scary. Terrifying. Especially the she fact was... that, like, as a kid, she felt it, but then as an adult, same thing. And then her husband, yeah. too. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, I was I was thinking that, too. Imagine the trauma. You move back. Mm-hmm. You know, you're kind of excited. And you're like, you feel this thing. You're like, oh, my gosh. It's I haven't felt here. this since I was a kid. Like, yeah. this wasn't just afraid of the dark, like she said. She'd never yeah. felt that later in life. It was just the... in that one strip of land. The the detail of the birds, the birds like not making silent. any sound. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that so last scary. line, I do think we ended up unknowingly offering it. That's so bone chilling. Oh my god! Yeah. The the puppy like staring at her husband with the bullet. Oh, <laughs> bullet Katie's like, I'm not good at telling stories. Holy cow! Katie oh, yeah. lays it out perfectly. <laughs> that oh is gosh. insane. That's so scary. And um, I hope. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Like I, I don't know a lot of like uh, paranormal ghost stories and stuff like that, but I've heard a few and a lot of them are like property lines. Like they mm-hmm. wouldn't go over the fence. Like even Jen from our last episode, she was saying that she saw like short kids over like behind fence. a fence yeah. constantly looking yeah. at her. You know, like things like that, like the the lines, the hard places that they're set in. Yeah. They can't leave. That is so yeah. scary. Yeah, this one was like extra scary because I don't know if you guys remember Jen's stories, but she mentioned her husband would see a nine foot plus tall skinny wolf man. Yeah. That was black and had glowing eyes. Similar to this one. Which is just exactly the same as what Katie saw. <sighs> and it was in like the same town. Yeah. And then Jen also said that some of her friends had seen that same figure. Oh, I hate it. Around the high school. Yeah, so I feel like maybe this is like a snowflake cryptid. We have to look into that. Oh, it could be. If anybody from Snowflake has seen or experienced something like this, please tell us. Yeah, I want to know if there's more. There's got to be more because Jen's heard some. Some of her friends, Katie. Jeez Louise. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah, but it's terrifying. And, And then she said that when it Katie said that when it would like look in her window, it'd have to like stoop. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so oh. scary. The, 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 the detail where she goes, it had pointy ears, but not like the, the fairy the, kind. The elf. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, like, like pointy human. demon ears. Yeah. Yeah. I hate oh, that. So scary. I hate that a lot. Thank you so much for sharing. <laughs> yeah. I do want to point out that I think it was Jen's ex that saw these. I don't think it was her, her husband. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, her, her I have a feeling that we'd get corrected on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. Jeez. And then her friends too. Yeah, yeah. her friends saw. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I gotta know. I wonder if this is man. a cryptid now. I I don't know why I didn't even think of that. A literal or maybe it's Lobo. Just, like yeah. Katie kind of implied that maybe it was like 
something left over from like Native American. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be that as well up there in Navajo County. You never know. You never know. Ugh. Ooh, it's scary. Speaking though. of Navajo hey. County, <laughs> McKenna's story is going to be just about that. Oh, okay. <sighs> so this is from my sister, McKenna. And I didn't know about the story. She never told me until she heard our episode about skinwalkers. And she's like, dude, I have a story. And I was like, I've lived with you for how many years? And you never shared this? So yeah. this was new to me. But she's like, it scared me so bad. I didn't want to talk about it, which is a common theme. But yeah. <laughs> so this yeah. is her story. Thank you, McKenna, for sharing it. She said, yeah, thank you. I was driving home. So, okay. So a little bit backstory. So she went to Utah State for a year as well. And so whenever you drive from utah to arizona we drive through the reservation which i mentioned earlier on the skinwalker episode but mm-hmm. anyway she was driving home to arizona and it was getting dark and she missed the right turn to go to chinley which by the way it's not very marked so if you're not paying attention you can miss that so easily there's yeah. like no mm-hmm. signs out on the reservation you just kind of have to know the layout yeah. um she said I didn't turn, so I ended up in the middle of nowhere, and I was too scared to turn around because shortly after I missed the turn and didn't realize it, there was a car that was stopped on the side of the road, and I passed them. And then before I knew it, there was something running alongside the road on oh two legs. Gosh, oh my gosh, I'm The freaking, the skinwalker episode, the Yay. car parked on the side of the road. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. She said, I got She passed the car. Uh-huh. She passed it. Yep. She said, I got the worst feeling ever. No cars were anywhere, and I didn't know where I was. I was too scared to turn around, and I didn't have any cell service. Plus, I didn't feel safe enough to pull over and look at the map in the car. I eventually stopped in a town called Navajo. I ran inside a gas station and asked if I could use their phone. It was like 10 p.m. I still didn't have any service. I called Dad and let him know where I was. So then he told me step by step what to do to get home. I ended up having to go through Window Rock. So I hopped back into the car and I was in tears. So lost as I looked across the street, there was a weird looking coyote staring at me, but I knew exactly what it was. So I got in the car and started driving and sure enough, I could see glowing eyes in the rear view mirror. I literally almost threw up. Yeah, same. I I eventually made it back to Window Rock and then onto the 40 where I felt safe enough to slow down and let a car go by. Because she also heard that if you let a car pass you, the skinwalker won't follow you home. And she said, I felt such relief after that. I made it home, but made sure to never miss that turn again. Holy cow. Holy crap, <laughs> That's so scary. That is like the quintessential skinwalker story. Yep. That is everything. Oh, part of me is glad she didn't tell me because I would have been even more traumatized. But I'm like, yeah. how could you be sitting on that? Oh, That's so I'm so sorry, McKenna. Especially to be like alone, like at night like on the reservation teenager. yeah this is like her first year college, 19 yeah. yeah Ooh, and that's a long drive to do all by yourself yeah, and it. there's a ton of there's just hours of no yeah. service <laughs> i have to make that drive on saturday and i'm so scared <laughs> actually <laughs> i'm sorry uh, it's fine yeah. it's gonna be okay the, one of my favorite things from doing this podcast is learning about like you guys will teach me about a certain thing you know, like for instance, pulling over uh-huh. with skinwalkers and stuff, and then hearing Vital how many times it comes up, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't yeah. know that." Yeah, but it all makes sense. And the person telling me didn't know that either. You know, things like that. That's true. The connections. Yeah. Everyone it's, has like similar experiences in a lot of regards. Yeah, like everything's just connected. It's mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah, it is. Um, I think these ones are scarier than like our normal episodes just because it's straight up because they're personal experiences. Like it's not yeah. just teaching history. It's like people we know had it's... this happen. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, I have something I never want to share, but yep. here you go. It's it's, it's terrifying. <laughs> and it's like, thanks for sharing. But wow, this is darker than our usual stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Totally different coming from an actual person that listens yeah. to this rather yes. than just like googling creepy story of the day type yeah because <laughs> yeah. it's it's there's not that degree of separation or there's less of one mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly um well next i have a story from our friend johnny shout out to johnny thank you so johnny. much i can't wait to be johnny's terrified a, yeah johnny's a homie yeah he is he says when i was in my early 20s my mom and siblings were st- saying the house was haunted but i didn't believe them they talked about a man haunting the house I moved back in for a bit anyway. 
Well, the front of our house has a massive window, and you can see everyone's outline inside the house at night. One day, I got home from work, and I saw a tall man standing with a cowboy hat in my living Yeehaw. room. Yeehaw! <laughs> I thought, that's odd. Who could that be? <laughs> and as I walked towards the window, it fled quickly. It disappeared. Oh, my gosh. So I freaked out and ran inside. I began yelling to see who was home, and no one responded. Oh, my gosh. So I slowly checked every room and the closet, and no one was in the house. Keep in mind, there's no back door. No way for them to exit. When I got home, I told my mom I saw him, and she said, you saw the tall man? I said, yeah. Oh, and my said, gosh. <laughs> and she said, I think it's the neighbor. Oh, no. So, backstory. Our neighbor used to be the sheriff of the town, and he died in his backyard a few years before. Oh. Anyways... Oh. I had prayed over the house before when my mom first told me the house was haunted, but nothing came out of the prayer. I was so creeped out after that. I slept on my neighbor's couch the rest of the summer. That's so oh. scary. The Good fact, call. The fact she's like, oh, yeah. so you saw it. And he's like, what the she's heck? Like, she's like, that's Sheriff Jeff. Oh, don't worry <laughs> about him. Man, I wonder if she sees him with a cowboy hat, too. Yeah. I'm sure. A tall man yeah. with a cowboy but hat. You saw the tall man. Oh, okay, I would yeah. I'd pass away. At She's that like, instant. oh, finally! You finally believe us, Johnny? It's yeah. about time, boy. Dang, that's okay. It's very scary. I've done that where I thought something was in the house and going room to room while you're like ready to fight around every single corner in case somebody's there is the adrenaline terrifying in and of yes. itself. It's just exhausting. Actually, seeing yeah. something and just like just gone. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that would be scary. That's so yeah. scary. Jeez. <laughs> I don't blame you for sleeping on that couch, man. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely go somewhere else. Yep. Too. For as long as I could. And I just love his mom's just like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's our neighbor that does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like just so casual. Like, oh don't worry. He was a sheriff, you know, they wear hats. He, you know how sheriffs are. <laughs> Maybe he's nice, you know? Maybe he doesn't like, Maybe Why he just he was doing like this? doing something in the house and he didn't want to scare anybody. He saw Johnny. He's like, oh, crap. He's like, he's like left. <laughs> oh, <crap. laughs> ah, I hope he didn't see me. Hope I didn't scare him. <laughs> hope, you know? hope I didn't give him a fright. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. Um, so the next one are from my sister, Logan. She actually has a few. And all of these happened when she joined the Air Force, which I think it's so funny that so in my family, I'm the one who likes horror stories and scary movies and all this stuff the most. But I probably have like the least amount of experience with anything scary. Yeah. And poor Logan. <laughs> this has been bombarded the past few years. So here's a few Air of her Force stories. Air Force is evil. It's cursed. Yeah, don't join. <laughs> Next time you're high... join. <laughs> <laughs> if you're if you're a high school army recruiter comes to you, flee. <laughs> flee. <laughs> flee. Run. So here's some of Logan's stories. Uh, her first one, she said, when I was in tech school, me and Summer, who is one of her Air Force friends, they were sweet mates, which just means they were roommates, but they had separate rooms and shared a bathroom and common area that were connected. She said, I was always spooked to stay there, but I usually went home anyways because I lived so close. So I would do our chores, sign up for, sign in for accountability check, and then I would sneak out. But Summer kept texting me like, hey, can you stay? Or, hey, are you going to stay tonight? Etc. So I finally asked her why. And she's like, oh, I'm just kind of scared, to be honest. I keep hearing weird things in your room. Anyways, oh. fast forward to a while later, we all slept in Summer's room. And we kept hearing things in my room. And it was so creepy. So the next time Summer was like, can you please sleep in your room so I'm not scared? I'm like, yeah, sure. Knowing dang well I wasn't going to sleep in there. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to sneak out and go home, but didn't want her to know. So I went home, and as soon as I pulled into the driveway, she called me, and she was crying. And I'm like, what's wrong? And she said, where are you? I lied and said, oh, I'm in my room. And she's like, no, are you really? And then I said, no, I'm actually at home. And then I heard her sprint out of her room, and I'm like, dude, what's wrong? But she couldn't speak. Oh my God. So I was like, okay, hold on. I'll come back to base. And when I did, she said, I heard your door open and then slammed closed. And when I popped my head into the bathroom, we said goodnight. And you responded. And I'm like, no, I didn't because I was gone. So Summer heard someone respond to her, say goodnight. Oh but Logan God. wasn't there. So we go into my room and take a picture so we can see if, it would, if we could be ghost hunters and see if anything moved over the course of the night. So I took two pictures, and we looked at them right after, and then just went to McKenna's house and slept. 
Then, when we got done with class the next day, we went to my room, and we thought some stuff was moved around. So I pulled up the photo, and when we pulled it up, it was completely blurry. And after that, we freaked out and went bought, and bought incense and never slept in our dorm rooms again. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so freaky. I feel so bad for her roommate for summer. I know. Because like, she had nowhere else to go. That would be awful. Be like, are you in your room? Yeah. Yeah, I totally am. Are you sure? Don't lie to me. Oh, I'm here. Okay, I'm not. That's so scary. A ghost said goodnight to me. Like, yeah, Yeah. literally hearing the door slam and being like, okay, goodnight. And you just hear someone respond goodnight and knowing it's not your roommate. Oh. Yeah, I got chills when you were reading that part. So scary. With their conversation over the phone. I was like, Yes. (laughs) I'm just laughing too at Logan's. And I said, yeah, I'll sleep there knowing dang well I wasn't going to. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I get it. Man, um, and it would be so easy to get tricked by a different voice saying something quick and short like, good night. Good night. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. For real. Especially at night when you're tired, so your voice is a little different anyway. Yeah. And if you think mm-hmm. they're in the bathroom, like maybe they're about to brush their teeth and it's like, hey, good night. Yeah. Good you're night. not going to stay there and look at them. Yeah, you're not going to analyze that and be like, was that a little off? Um, Let me go back in. Hey, are you busy <laughs> yeah. right now? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, she has another one. This is probably her scariest one. <laughs> oh, yay. Yeah, yay. <laughs> she said, we were in Germany staying on this little base called Vogelway, which I don't speak German, so I probably said that wrong. <laughs> and it's just a really old army base lodging. It's old and creepy. But our plane was broken, so we had to, we had been there for multiple days at this point. And all of our rooms were right next to each other. You need to know that for the future. I already had a creeped out feeling, so the first couple nights I was scared, but I kept sleeping with the lights and the TV on. And then after a few nights, I turned off the lights and TV and went to sleep. I woke up because I had a feeling like someone was watching me. It woke me out of a dead sleep, and then I heard what sounded like footsteps. I was too scared to open my eyes. But as soon as I did, I saw a figure walk across my room and stand at the foot of my bed. And then I got paralysis. I was so scared. I tried to scream for Colton or Rosado, who were in the rooms next to me. And I had no voice. And I literally couldn't move. So I just had to stare at this figure for a few seconds. And then I forced my eyes closed and laid there for what felt like forever. Then, when I regained my strength, I looked and it was gone. So I ran to my door, opened it, turned on all the lights. I looked at the time on my phone and it was around 3.40 a.m. I was so scared, and I didn't want to go back to the room, but I had but I had to, so I kept on every light and then just stayed awake watching YouTube. And oh then, gosh. by some miracle, they texted the group chat early in the morning and said that we have to move to a different base. And I was so happy. Once we got there, we were all standing in the lobby, and Colton was like, oh, how did everyone sleep? And me and Rosado didn't really say anything. And Colton goes, oh, did you guys see a ghost? And I was like, dude, I wasn't going to say anything, but yes. And Rosada was like, no way, me too. And then when they're sharing stories, they just, they realize that their stories matched exactly. Oh, my god! So they gosh. all experienced the same thing. And Freak. <laughs> the thing that's so freaky about this is, like, Logan is probably the most honest person I know. Yeah. So there's no way any of this is fake because she would never lie about it. But also, all these military people experiencing the same ghost story is so scary. Mm-hmm. Just and, uh, no, figure I, standing I above your bed. Those faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they love to pick on you too. You know, any kind of weakness. You know, you're you're made fun of forever. But the fact that everybody's just like, yeah. So you saw yeah. it too. Yeah, I had that too. Yeah. You know, like everybody's just freaked out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, this makes me really scared to like be at a military base ever. <laughs> I know. Because I'm sure there's tons of bad juju there. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> And, not a good place to be. And here's further proof. So this is when these last this last story is when Logan was in uh, BMT, so basic military training in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. So she said, we were in the oldest basic training dorm on the base and we were on the top floor. Some of the drill instructors would make jokes about how it was haunted, but we would just be like, Ugh. oh, ha ha, whatever. But then weird things started to happen. For instance... We did this thing called Firewatch, where two people would have to stay awake for two hours at a time to make sure everything was safe. One night, I was doing it, and I had the 2 to 4 a.m. shift, which, worst time possible. Yeah. And every so often, we would have to make our way around the dorm and check all the locks to make sure everyone was sleeping. And make sure everyone was sleeping. The dorm had two bays, and so she drew a picture, but the way the bays are is, like, 
they're like in this different formations as like a loop you can loop around to each room between these two doors mm-hmm. and she said i was always creeped out to do the loop because it was dark and eerie but we had to do it so i did and then i sat down on the floor which isn't allowed and i looked down the bay and i saw someone walk across the back and go into the other bay and it freaked me out so, mm-hmm. so i jumped up and went to see who was awake to make sure they were okay because people are kind of suicidal there oh, but gosh. yeah which is already awful but nobody was there. I asked the other girl I was with if she saw that. And she was like, no, what happened? So I told her. And she was like, oh, my gosh. I thought I was the only one who had these weird things happen. And she said she kept having similar encounters. They creeped me out so bad because I slept on the back bottom bunk bed right where the person was being seen. Oh. I would wake up in the middle of the night of too course. scared to move. Yeah. Another story was one day we woke up. And the girl that slept on the top bunk next to mine was like, dude, why were you climbing up here and messing with me? And I'm like, what are you talking about? She said, I saw someone climbing on my bunk trying to get me to wake up. And I assumed it was you. So I kept on sleeping. I told her, no, that wasn't me. So we asked around and nobody did it. And then one day we were just studying and cleaning. And all of a sudden the fire alarm went off, which is normal because we did the fire drills frequently because it's something you'd created on. And when these things happen, they turn this thing on called the box where the instructor can hear everything that's said in the dorm. So part of the rules are you have to be silent. Um, when the alarm goes off, you drop everything you're doing and you go out to the fire exit, single file, walk to the drill pad, which is far away from the dorm. Keep in mind it's freezing and we didn't have our jackets on. And we stood outside for 30 minutes until some random instructor showed up and was like, what are you guys doing? We explained, and he's like, okay, but there wasn't a fire drill. It must have been the ghost. So we went back to our dorms, and the instructor came up oh yelling God. at us. was like, what the heck are you guys doing? And again, we explained, and they laughed and said, oh, okay, yeah, it's probably the ghost. But they wouldn't say anything else. <laughs> so <laughs> the instructors know. Yeah, then, definitely. Our last couple of days of basic training, our drill instructors were gone. So someone had to fill in, and we called him Mr. Splinter because he looked like the dude from Ninja Turtles. The rat? <laughs> yep. The rat <laughs> the from rat. Ninja Turtles? The rat. It's like the dude. He was a super scary dude and was really intense, so we were nervous to have him. But when he came, he was actually super chill and took us outside and taught us some fun marching drills. And we finally went inside for the night. Yeah. Mr. Splinter, shout out. Um, he called <laughs> us into the day room, which is like a big room where everyone just sits crisscross. It's where you get their letters and stuff. And he said, do you guys have any ghost stories? And almost everybody raised their hand and had similar stories to mine. He said, do you want to hear how I spend or why I spend as little time as possible in here? We say, yeah. And he goes, okay, so a while back I was in the dorm alone. And all of a sudden I heard lockers slamming. So I ran outside. I ran to see and nobody was there. But the locker door was open when it shouldn't have been. And then when I ran to get my stuff and leave, the motion sensor water fountain started running. And he said ever since that day, he refused to push a fly out of that dorm. And they all fight over who has to do it. Oh, <laughs> so she was in a haunted dorm, haunted um, what was it? Tech school room and a haunted base in Germany. And yeah, I don't want to do go anywhere military. No, oh my God. I love how the instructors were just so <laughs> casual with it. Like, like, the ghost. Oh yeah, it loves doing that. They're just playing pranks. The ghost is like, yeah, LOL. we all hate it here. Yeah, Sorry, we're all miserable here. We all have these experiences. <laughs> ha ha ha. So freaky. Yeah, thank you, Logan. <laughs> Those suck. Yeah, thanks, Logan. I hope that's all behind you. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> all right. Well, I have the next story. It's um from my sister Rachel. Ooh. Ooh thank you, Rachel. Yes. Thank you very much. She has seen some stuff. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, she just sent in one this time. We'll see future hear from her later i'm sure we will but here we go our young family was visiting my parents in northern arizona a town called snowflake what's that i've never heard of it (laughs) this is a dumpy little town (laughs) (laughs) our kids were young four-year-old and two-year-old it was past midnight everyone in the house was sleeping except for me and had been for hours I was experiencing bad insomnia mixed with tons of nighttime energy. So naturally, I decided to start painting my mom's hall bathroom. (laughs) Naturally. (laughs) In the middle of the night. 
I'd been painting alone for at least an hour and was squat sitting on top of the countertop, painting above the above and around the mirror. That's when I heard it. Someone, a very small child, was seemingly right behind me on the bathroom counter in the middle of the night and asked loudly and clearly, Mama? No, uh-uh. <laughs> I started, almost falling off the counter, and looked around wildly for the source of the question. I left the bathroom and the entire house was dark. Everyone's still asleep, no lights on. I first went to check that my kids were still in bed and asleep, and asleep they were. Then I checked all my siblings' rooms and my parents' room. No one was up. Everyone soundly sleeping. Then I woke up my husband to tell him what happened, obviously freaked out. He tried to logically explain what happened, but it didn't help much. I wasn't so much afraid of the entity as I was that I couldn't easily explain it. It made no sense. The voice was right behind my ear. Like it should have felt my hair move or be touched by how close the sound was, but I didn't. With great unease, I tried to forget about it until eight years later. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. Our family was gathered for a holiday at my parents' house. We all had brought our own little families. Most of the adults and all the children had gone to bed hours ago. Per usual, though, a handful of the adult siblings slash spouses stayed up to laugh and visit. It was around 2 a.m. There was a movie playing that I was only half watching while having conversations. Then I heard it again. The same voice. The same question. Mama? No, I hate it. It was like a child had woken up and was confused about the house they found themselves in. My brother, who was sitting next to me, heard it too. My husband, sitting on the other side of me, didn't hear anything. We paused the show and went looking for anyone who might have gotten out of bed, but we couldn't find anyone awake. The voice seemed to be right behind the couch we were sitting on, but there weren't any children awake. We checked the whole house. Everyone was accounted for and asleep. Bewildered and confused, we sat back on the couch and I told my brother about my first very similar experience. He believed me and agreed with me that we absolutely heard something. The entity wasn't trying to scare, but instead came across confused and looking for clarity or comfort. My husband told us we were being silly and had probably heard something on the movie. We swore that wasn't it and made him rewind the movie back to when we heard the voice. We rewatched it three to four times, but no one could hear anything from the movie that would reason away the experience. My mom has a lost child ghost living in her house, and it's confused me for its mother twice so far. That's so sad. But so freaky. Terrifying, but also, like, so sad, yeah. She's also apparently not the only one who's heard that in that house. Yeah, that's what's spookier. It's, yeah. Our brother did, too, yeah. Well, I mean, not just those two. (gasps) There are others. Oh, for real? Yeah. Right in other siblings. Right it's not in. my story to tell. But oh, if no. you hear my siblings talk about that, they're like, no, like I, I will go to my grave. There was a child right next to us behind the couch. You know, yeah. they're like, mm-hmm. just like we thought a kid was like looking for help. You know, that is yeah. so freaky. That's so freaky. We need to do like a seance. Yeah. <laughs> What's well, funny how she was saying how she had like midnight energy mm-hmm. and she yeah. was painting, painting the bathroom. The bathroom. <laughs> I yeah. remember that very specifically. That was my senior year of high school. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. my oldest sister had just moved in the house. And so we were spending a lot of time together hanging out. I'm a night owl and it was my senior year. So I was goofing off and I didn't care. So I was staying up really late with her constantly doing her little projects. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I want to say the first project I joined her on was like the day, the night after she had started painting the bathroom. So I think, I don't remember for sure, but I think what had happened is she was doing it, had this mama incident, got kind of freaked out. And then so she didn't finish. Yeah, exactly. And then Hunter's like, "Yeah, I'll stay up." And she goes, "Yeah, you should definitely stay yeah, up with, stay me. with me, please." <laughs> She's like, "Good idea. I love that yeah. idea, Hunter." Yeah. Stand behind me and make sure no ghosts come. Yeah. That's so crazy that all of our siblings have these experiences, and we're the ones <laughs> of the podcast, and we're like, eh. <laughs> we're untouched. Yeah. yeah. What the heck? Well, that's probably why we want to do the podcast. People who have these experiences <laughs> yeah. are like, everyone else is like, yeah, I'm scared of that. Yeah, I don't want to that, talk about this again. Like, this is some serious crap. That's true. And we're like, send me your story. Give me everything. Yeah. <laughs> we're the real creeps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the observers. Doesn't count. <laughs> You're right. 
Okay, All so right. this last story comes from my roommate, Cade. And... <laughs> I just heard a little brief excerpt that Hunter shared earlier, and this is going to be the freakiest thing. And I hate that it's almost 11 o'clock and I have to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, I'm ready. He told me this story in person, and then I had him send it in to me. <sighs> so, Cade says, I was coming back from a state tournament for baseball. It was late, and no one was home. I was <laughs> Just before I got home, a family friend had come over to change the laundry because my brother had left it in the wash before we left. When the friend had got there, she felt this weird presence, like someone was there, but no one was. Mm -mm. right as she mm -mm. switched the laundry the laundry room light turned on <laughs> and it was one of the lights that had a, a drawstring pull light oh, so no. you had to intentionally pull it on it wasn't a switch that's that that so much worse yeah so the light has switched on and that scared her and she turned it off and right as she did she felt breath on the back <gasps> of her neck uh -uh. <laughs> so she freaked out and left and yeah Kate goes on to say, at that time, I didn't know that this was happening. So I came home, got ready for bed, and went to sleep at about 2.30 in the morning. I felt a weird presence like someone was lying next to me. Oh, no. Uh-uh. Not oh. lying. No. And I opened my eyes, <laughs> and to my surprise, something was. <gasps> it was this, in bed? Uh-uh. It was this dark figure staring directly at me. Oh, my gosh. I, I freaked <laughs> out and cussed it out. And honestly, <laughs> like, Frick you. such a realistic <laughs> response. <laughs> if you're in high school and like you, you're like, someone's in my bed. You roll over and somebody it locks eyes with you. Yeah. You're like, please, please, please. You're, you're, you're freaking out. You're twitching. You know, you're like almost throwing hands. Oh my you know? gosh. Anyway, so he cursed it out. And, and then he says, it stood up and just stood there on the other side of my room for about uh -uh. 30 minutes. Uh -uh. Oh. He said that he was completely petrified in fear. Neither one of them were moving. Oh. Then it randomly crouched down in the corner <gasps> of my room and just stayed there for about an no, hour. No, no. <laughs> I have tears. I'm going to cry. <laughs> he told me that he, uh, uh, he eventually got to his phone and he was talking to his dad, right? He was trying yeah. to get his dad to come to him. Yeah. He said, my dad, then finally getting home, comes bursting into my room after reading my text and sits there praying with me and yelling at it to leave. But it oh my doesn't. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. So the wow. dad sees it, too, right in this corner, and it no. just won't go away. Oh. It stayed there until about 430 in the morning, just crouched over. <sighs> it finally left us as it just kind of faded out like a mist. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then he says, later I was talking to a friend who had similar experiences and he had her explain what this entity looked like. Mm -hmm. And it was like identical. <laughs> the same thing. And this oh. friend, she said that she had spoke Man. to it and the devil, it said that it was the devil. <gasps> It was no, it was uh, 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 yeah, like he thought <laughs> like somebody was laying in the bed. And That's... he said the face, he described it as when you like come first come out of the pool and your eyes are just filled with water and you look right at somebody <gasps> and everything is just gone. Like they have zero features, but like it's definitely a person and it, you're not confused as to what you're looking at. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everything was just kind of washed out and that's exactly what it was. That's Ooh. the scariest thing I've ever heard. Holy crap. Yeah. I don't get scared easily. But that freaked me out. Yeah. The fact it blew me away. The fact that he said that his dad finally got home. Yeah. And he, he saw rushed it. in. They turned on the lights and they and both saw it there. right there in the freaking corner. He said that they were praying, 
you know, doing all kinds of things to try to get it to leave. Oh. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, it's really intense. That's... <laughs> I'm gonna die. I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, am I gonna sleep tonight? That's this. That's the that's scariest thing do. I've ever heard. Yeah. Because nightmare, laying down next to you, standing in the corner, crouching. That's Man. so terrifying. I just imagine Guys. over and over, first like waking up like in a haze, rolling yeah. over, and then instant being eye locked with something in your bed oh, and you don't know what it is no. but you're looking right at it it's got to be yeah. one of the scariest things ever yeah sheesh this whole episode was such a nightmare yes what's <laughs> wrong with you creeps so <laughs> yeah it's this is your fault creeps. You, you did this to us <laughs> but thank you so much yeah okay, yeah i'm traumatized oh, yeah. in the best way thank you so much everyone who shared Thank you to everyone who was a part of my nightmares tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll be dreaming about you. Yes, please, please, please. If you have any other stories to share, write into our email at spookishpodcast at gmail.com. DM us on Instagram, text us, leave a voice message, anything. Yeah, yeah we we'd love to hear them and share them. And be we want to make more yeah. creeps speak. <laughs> I mean, we think about the premise of this podcast was us to share spooky things like this. And so mm-hmm. getting to share it with other people and hear other stories is this has been my favorite, one of my favorite things to record. Yeah, it's just the coolest, like to yeah. connect with people yeah. in mm-hmm. this really weird way. Yep. Because <laughs> we all like spooky things. We all yeah. have things that freak us out. And it's nice to know that, OK, this is scary, but at least there's someone who will believe me and be able to freak out with me. Yeah. Yeah. And I 1,000% believe every single story that we got. Yeah, you poor things. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I feel so bad for you. It's really easy to hear these things and not necessarily dismiss them, but be like, oh, yeah, like that's a interesting story. Mm-hmm, but yeah. hearing it from like our perspective where these are a lot of times people we know yeah, saying this are. to us, like, oh, it's it adds a whole new level of realism. It, yeah. And, yeah. oh, it's it's great. We appreciate everybody. Who wrote in? Yes. And everybody who listens, even if you don't write in, you're great too. Yes, yeah, but write in. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode because it's probably the scariest one we've had yet. Yeah. And happy New Year's to everyone. Happy 2024. Oh my goodness. Get those resolutions in, or not? Who or cares? Not. Do what you want. Yeah, <laughs> I hope you resolve. Are stupid. Let's hope the creeps resolve this year to you know be haunted less. Yeah. Yeah. For real, be a little. But if not, at least write out the story. And <laughs> yeah, <it> if you're gonna be haunted, <laughs> tell us about it. Yeah, the least world a favor it. if you see Bigfoot, at least take a picture, right? Yeah, yeah. some evidence. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, leave us a rating or review if you want to support us further. Send in your stories, and uh, until next time, stay spooky. <gasps> Later, creeps. Bye.